The views and opinions expressed on this program aren't necessarily those of this station, but those of the sponsors, Armada Advisors. Well, good morning and welcome back to the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jenna Barr. Good morning to you and happy Tuesday. It's 10.06 here on the Pensacola Expert Panel at News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. We'd love to hear from you if you are listening and you have a question, a comment, you want to chime into the conversation. I'm very sure Wesley would love to hear from you this morning. So drop into our text line or Our phone line is open. Shout out to Tina who handles our phone lines at the front desk. She is waiting for your call. The number is 850-437-1620. Wesley will be with me till about 1030. So squeeze in those questions. And if you're wondering, who's she talking about? Wesley? Okay. Let me tell you who I'm talking about. We are joined again by the president of Armada Advisors, Wesley Odom who is a Pensacola native and here to help you today. We're going to talk about a, uh, a ballooning subject. I don't know. I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great okay. pun. Love I'm it. trying. Good Balloon morning, Wesley. Subject. So great to see you. So it's great to be here. It really is. Um, you know, um, it's a lot of things going on in the economy. Uh, last week, the uh, Federal Reserve um, made an important announcement because they raised interest rates. Mm-hmm. Um and that was significant. Yeah. All right. So the real question is, should we panic? Never. No, I'm just kidding. No, should we be concerned? Yes, we should always be concerned. Uh, because what the Federal Reserve does can impact people's lives. I mean, let me explain. The Federal Reserve decides whether interest rates rise or fall. A year ago, rates were around 0.25%, which is extremely low. We all realized it because we looked at our bank statements and said, we aren't making anything in the money market. Mm. Last week, the Fed raised interest rates another quarter percent to bring them up to 4.75%. Within a year, rates have climbed an incredible amount of money. Think about that, from 0.25% to 4.75%. Wow, that's a roller coaster, straight up. Yeah. You know? And the question is, is it, it, it why? Well, because inflation has risen dramatically. In March of last year, inflation reportedly was at 11.1%. By October, it had declined to 6.1%. In November, it had fallen to around 5 mm. The other day, the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell stated that inflation was averaging around 3%. That's great news. In 10 months, the Federal Reserve has brought inflation down from 11% to 3%. That's awesome. Well... Some might argue that if an inflation is averaging around 3%, why increase interest rates a quarter of a percent to 4.75? Mm-hmm. The chairman explained that the other day, stating that the Federal Reserve wants to ensure that inflation remains in check and actually declines to 2%. That's their target goal, their target to get the, the, the inflation around 2%. Okay. And theoretically, if the inflation... Federal Reserve raises interest rates above the inflation rate, it will cause inflation to decline. In some parts of the economy, we are seeing deflation. Around Pensacola, we can see that housing prices are declining, inventories are high, the number of closings declined over 40% from what they had been last year. I mean, that's significant um, because it shows that prices have be- had become overinflated. We all knew it. We talked to people and heard stories about how there were numerous offers for the same house, 
escalating clauses, which uh, which basically says, you know, I'll, I'll my bid will be like five thousand dollars more than the, the the highest bid you receive. So the people just really wanted the houses. You had out of town bidders that sometimes came in and just took the houses. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Well, that's ended, and prices now in the real estate sector have been declining. So the Federal Reserve had indicated that it wanted to see the housing market deflated, and it is getting its wish by raising interest rates to the point that it costs a lot more to purchase a house now than it did a year ago. The question now is, how long will the Federal Reserve keep rates high? And secondarily, will we be able to avoid the big R, the Mm -hmm. big recession? Yeah, which is a huge concern on every American's mind, um, especially as we continue to watch even just world news. But really, I guess the a good question to ask would be how long will the Federal Reserve keep those rates high? Well, Fed, Federal Chairman uh, Powell was asked the same question in the interview session over the air the other day. And he answered, uh, quote, something like, uh, through the end of the year, assuming inflation doesn't increase. Real simple. Okay. I mean, I guess that's that's good to kind of clarify it, but at the same time, how do we know that you know inflation won't increase? Like we're not going to see that start to go up again. That's true. Uh, there's always a chance, but I think from the action of the market the other day, it appears that inflation is not expected to increase dramatically. I mean, long term, I think there is an upward bias toward wage inflation and even house inflation eventually. But over the next year, I think it is likely that we won't see huge inflation like we saw in March of 2022, which was like 11%. So I think that we're at a modest period of time. And if people can, uh, you know, get a a real rate of return from their money markets over 4%, for example, this year, and inflation is averaging less than that, that's a nice real rate of return that people are getting, haven't gotten for a long, long time. That's true. Very true. So I guess you mentioned the R word, recession. Do you think that we will be able to avoid a recession? I think we will be able to avoid a recession. Last year, the talking heads worried about the R word, and it never happened. I mean, I I told people that I didn't think it would occur, and technically it did occur on paper, which is defined as two successive declines in GDP. Mm. But the declines were so minute and and the gains so large before and after, economists accepted the fact that uh, the data didn't support a recession. So I think overall the economy somewhere grew around 2 to 3% last year. Um, the other day, they announced um, uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics announced that uh, about 525,000 new jobs were created. Mm-hmm. Economists had expected around 100,000 or so. Uh, what this says to me is the economy is still growing. I mean, this is good news. Yes, I mean we we want to see it grow, especially here in America. We want to see more jobs um, happen and more people go back to work. And if for some who have been out of work, uh, but what about the layoffs that? we read about. I mean, I just heard more announced. I think it was Boeing this morning announced it. So what about those layoffs that we hear of? Yes. Uh, large, Several large corporations have laid off folks. Uh, Amazon announced it was laying off around eight, right. 18,000 people. Uh, Alphabet, uh, Google announced it was laying off around 2,500. Locally, we're seeing banks and mortgage companies lay off people in the mortgage processing areas. Things like this occur in businesses' ebbs and flows. The fact is there are 1.9 job openings for every person working. I mean, think about that. 1.9 job openings for every person working right now in the economy. Um, you know, you go buy different stores. I was in Home Depot the other day, and what I see? Job vacancies. Yeah. 
You know, you see job openings all the time. This is that 1.9 job openings that are available for them. Um, so I believe the economy remains healthy. You know, um, I also think that companies are smart to wean themselves of personnel who aren't needed now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sad when you hear about someone getting a, a laid off and no one likes it. Um, but, you know, if you're sitting at your desk and you're not doing anything and you're, uh, and all of a sudden you get a notice, it, it shouldn't be a surprise. You know, if I think that, you know, there's no business coming in the door, you've been sitting sure. there drawing the paycheck and you're not doing your, what you leaving up to your potential, you've got to think about, okay, what can I do to do my, my go to my potential? Right. And you have to, you know, go out and do something different sometimes. So I, I, th- I think it's, um, it's also important for companies to keep the, themselves healthy. You know, I use the, you know, I also own a tour company called Go Retro, which is a little historic tour company downtown. And, um, you know, some people ask, well, you know, there's only like one person on the tour or two people, whatever. And they say, well, why don't you run the tour? I says, because I'm not ECAT. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't keep the buses running all federal and state money just because, right. you know, I have to make a profit. And yeah. so at some point you have to say, you know, we don't have to have a minimum number of folks to go on the tour. It's it's all economics. Exactly. It's, it's it, a lot of it. And it's making those wise decisions. Hey, it's 1015. You're listening to News Radio 92.3. I'm Jenna Barr. Wesley Odom is here this morning with Armada Advisors. Feel free to get in more questions this morning at 850-437-1620 to the Pensacola Expert Panel. I will go ahead and make sure I get that to Wesley. Here's a question for you, Wesley. What do you think is keeping people from going back to work at this point? Are there really people not looking for jobs because it seems like it's continually uh, fluctuating when it comes to those numbers. And why are these major corporations, when they're doing well, laying people off, especially in HR departments or their tech departments? That's a great question. There's a lot of different facets to this question. So let me try to- Challenging Challenging me this morning. That's (laughs) right. I'm having to take off the hat, so to speak, and really um, think about this. Now, let's talk, talk about the first part of the question uh, which repeat that back to me. Um, what do you think is pe- keeping people from going back to work at this point? I guess at this point, it's 2023. We're about to probably see COVID restrictions come to an end. Um, maybe back to work. And I'm maybe I'm reading into it. Is that from going back to in-person work or going back to quote unquote, you know, normal day jobs? I'm not really sure. But uh, the question says, what do you think is people is keeping people from going back to work at this point? I think the Bureau of Labor Statistics numbers the other day that that had 525,000 people went back to work for Mm -hmm. new positions, that was was telling us that this trend is maybe changing. Because again, economists were anticipating about 100 to 150,000 maybe uh, might be going back to work. We had Mm -hmm. 525,000. That's a lot. That's a lot. And I think what is happening is you've got people who've been sitting on the sidelines for whatever reason, and they look around and they realize how much things are costing. Mm-hmm. And they they were getting X, whatever X was for, or they had made so much money from handouts from the government or whatever the case may be, or maybe they worked at it had stored up a lot of money for the job previous or whatever, or maybe they're working part time. Who knows? And we're and not on the uh, um, the W two train. You know, they were doing a lot of ten ninety nine stuff, or you know that things are off the radar. And now they realize, you know, th- those kind of jobs weren't as uh, uh, guaranteed as I thought. And so mm-hmm. now I have to go back to work. So I think that what's happening is the economy is forcing people to realize, hey, I need to get involved in this. The right. wages have increased to such an extent that it really makes sense for me to think about working somewhere. You know, is there a future in this company? 
is there what kind of benefits are offering? I mean, a lot of people who come in the door these days are asking what kind of benefits are. You know, ten years ago they, they just looked at the wage, and now people are looking at the whole picture. Is there a retirement plan? You know, what is it? You know, that kind of stuff. So I think that that's going to happen, okay. uh, and I think we're seeing that little by little. And is is if the if the Federal Reserve can keep rates stable for all, uh, through the end of the year, I think that'll be good for the economy. I think it really would, and it'll allow companies to. Uh, really add some money to the bottom line. Um, maybe get rid of some excess employees, like what you said with Boeing and some yeah. other things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's happening. It's it's called work. You know, right. It really does. What was the second part of that question? And that was it. Is what what are your thoughts on these larger corporations making these layoffs right now? While it seems we are trying to fix the labor market. Right. I, I mean, I'm glad that. As the layoffs occur, I'm glad that there are job openings for these people. That's I really true. Am. I mean, that's a real positive. You know, if we weren't in that situation where there was a super, super tight market, where there was no job openings, then I'd say we the chances of a recession are very, very high. Okay. Okay. But we because we do have so many job openings, uh, the, the chances are is that these people can be absorbed. They can get uh, decent way in, uh, paying jobs, and uh, they can, they can uh, you know, Find a direction. I'm a constant believer that when God closes one door, another door is out there. It's just mm-hmm. sometimes we have to realize that that door is out there for us right. to be able to to go and find that where we need to go in, in life. Um, so I think it's a it's a good thing. But I think companies are doing it because they're looking at their bottom line. They're realizing, like in the case of Amazon, they weren't laying off the people who are putting you know, tape on the boxes. They were laying off people like uh, engineers designing drone delivery. Well, I don't know how many drone delivery guys they are. Right. You know, they're not, they're not, they're not doing it. So why are you going to employ all these nice to have jobs for these people when it's not needed? So sure. You know, and the same thing with like some of the the banks locally, you know, they're laying off people in the mortgage area. Why? Because people aren't applying for mortgages as much. That's very true. It's very true. I mean, and there's still jobs out there. I mean, look at Navy Federal is continually growing, continually posting about jobs. I try to take a look at like, what are people applying for? What is out there in Northwest Florida, lower Alabama? You know, because people go across state lines and there's a ton of jobs. I mean, CareerSource Escarosa is an excellent resource as well. And they're continually posting about job openings. And so there's jobs out there and we just really don't always know the story we don't know you know if if uh, a company hit hard times had a a death in the family or whatever and couldn't continue to keep the business going right Right. or a disaster happened pipes break it burst insurance money you know there's could be a ton of accumulating factors when it comes to it so they have to close down a business and then the people that they're they were employing are out of work have to go look somewhere else Mm -hmm. you know there's always factors when it comes to unemployment numbers. Absolutely. And I think it's, uh, you know, I hate to say it in this generation, uh, younger generation sometimes, um, some folks are, are more apt to uh, get into their phones rather than communicating directly with people. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes some of these folks are maybe hesitant to go knock on the door, you know, and, yeah. and say, hey, I'd like to apply for that job. I'd rather do it online and kind of, you know, kind of in the background. Sure. So you have some people perhaps who are sitting back, you know, you know, kind of living at home, so to speak, maybe mm-hmm. not, in this, I hate to use the word scared, but, um, you know, it is scary to some extent when you go out there not knowing really what you want to do maybe or something like that, where you want to go. But sometimes you just have to jump in the pool and figure out, okay, 
I'm in a pool right now. I might not like it here, but I might be able to swim to the other side of the pool and do something different. I don't know. So, yeah. Anyway. And, and living in Northwest Florida, we have a plethora of opportunities and continually growing. We are seeing that. I'm like, when, when are we going to bust at the seams? But right now, we're not going to. Right. Um, another question coming into our text line. If you are just tuning in, good morning. I'm Jenna Barr. Thank you for tuning into the Pensacola Expert Panel here on News Radio 92.3. I have Wesley Odom joining me with Armada Advisors. Well, here's some advice that maybe you can give to our friend texting in Wesley and our number is 437-1620 to squeeze in your questions. We have a little less than eight minutes left. Many advertisements are pushing gold to be in your portfolio, whether gold in hand physically or gold ETF stocks, etc. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think if you own gold, uh, the theory, uh, the rule of thumb is you don't want more than 10% of your portfolio in gold assets. Uh, because if you you put more than ten percent, you really are um, speculating at that point. Um, so in that regard, I would kind of look at your overall assets and figure out what you want. Is gold a, a good source to have? It's probably the best element than compared to some of the other ones like silver and whatnot. So I think you'd be better off to do that if you wanted to have it. I'm not a real big gold bug personally. Okay. Um, I I um, just don't. I think over time you can make more money. Um, by owning some other securities, um, and you have real good liquidity with that. Um, also, I'd be hesitant on buying gold coins versus the, uh, let's say, uh, gold um, bullion itself, for example, because when you buy a gold coin, you pay for that premium. And I know it's kind of it's really weird to say, but um, the same thing with silver. You know, if you buy a silver coin, you're going to pay a premium, and I'm talking the premium can be uh, sometimes. 20 to 30 percent more than actual silver itself so oh. if you if you came in with a gold coin you came in with a, a silver uh, coin you know i bet you they're you're gonna when you sell it they're gonna give you the probably the spot price they're not gonna give you yeah. that retail price exactly um, oh yeah so you gotta be real careful about that and so okay. i really would caution people uh, to do that Oh, that's really good advice. Thank you for that. If you have another question, go ahead, drop it into our text line here, 850-437-1620. We have a little over five minutes left with Wesley here on the Pensacola Expert Panel. So I want to back up. We were, we've been talking about inflation and we got into the subject of unemployment and, um, you know, talking about the ebbs and flows of business. And you were mentioning how some companies are indeed making smart choices when it comes to, you know, scaling back on employees. Right. Um, you know, I mentioned before, we don't know the full story, but what does that mean to investors in those companies? Let's say I was listening this morning and I caught the Your Money Now and it was mm -hmm. talking about Boeing. If I was an investor in Boeing and I heard that layoff, knee-jerk reaction would be, uh, wait, what? What's going to happen with my investment? What's going to happen? Am I going to see growth? Is there something bad happening behind the curtain? You know. <laughs> yeah. Typically, when you see a big layoff, uh, it's deemed as good news for the company because th those were dollars they had allocated toward uh, W-2 and wage, you know, all the wages and all the benefits associated with that. So that's okay. an expense. So if you no longer have that expense, all those dollars are now go into increase the bottom line of the company. So it, it means that shareholders have more value now because that that money had been was, you know, going to be going out the door to pay for these wages. It's deemed by the company not necessary for these people, these personnel are not needed. Therefore that money's going to come back into the company. Hence I have a more profitable stock. That's what you would interpret it. Um, so, you know, when you had the, the news like this, you, you generally are positive if you're a shareholder of these companies saying, oh, that means that management's really looking around. 
um, to make sure that that we are running a tight ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's part of the problem we have right now in the, in the government is that there is no tight ship kind of mentality. So you've got this spin, 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 and no one's sitting back saying, "Hey, do we really need this?" Right. You know, is it right? You know, and and you start, and we all know about governments. We've all been around long enough to know that there's some, there's always savings you can make anywhere in a household. In our own household, we might say, well, you know, maybe I go out to dinner a little bit too much. Maybe if you cut back on the dessert I always get, you know, I could save a little bit. You know, there's always those things. We always always reflection. Always reflection. And so I think, you know, if someone says, there's no way to, to you know, there's we can't cut the any, any more. Well, I don't think so. There was a guy a long time ago when I first started the industry called Chainsaw Al. And uh, he actually was hired as a guy who would come into a company. He would just lay off massive amounts of people to get it ready to, to sell this company. And he oh. would sell the companies at larger prices because he would just he would just just fire a lot of a lot of people. Chainsaw Al was his name. You can look him up on Google. It's hysterical. And uh, yeah, it was kind of crazy. So whenever they hired him as a CEO, he always knew, oh my gosh, is my job next. <laughs> you know, Chainsaw Al is now the CEO. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of scary. Oh, that's hysterical. Yes. And his faces and pictures are just making me laugh. Oh, really? Hey, yeah, you looked good. him up on the internet? That's oh, lovely. yeah. That's great. I try to keep up with it as we go. I mean, I think that's all really good advice right there. And then you kind of just hit on um, the personal side to it because we're talking, you know, just inflation in general and how it affects uh, uh, Americans across the board. Um, But that personal self-reflection when it comes to your finances, your investments, your spending, your saving, like we talk a lot about spending, but there's savings too that we need to be aware of. So when things like this happen, like I call it the egg, the the 2023 egg freak out, right? Everybody's talking about eggs and how much eggs cost. Um, I mean, they've been going up in price since I started buying eggs for my mom at the supermarket down the street and running errands for her when I was 17, you know? So we've seen that increase from 89 cents to whatever they are now, plus all the different kind of eggs you can buy, right? That's always going to cost more. So it's a matter of, you know, do I need to sit down with somebody like Wesley and go over, this is my finances, this is my portfolio. Um, I've been thinking about going back to work because now we're even seeing a, a lot of people who are retirees come out of retirement and go back to work because they think, oh, I have to work in order to keep up with the times. And I'm sure you sit down and talk to people Absolutely. about that. Absolutely. We have a really great uh, financial analysis tool uh, through Fidelity where we, right. are, are, we work with Fidelity. They're our major custodian where we asset all the, most of the clients' uh, monies. And, um, and we're able to kind of paint a picture figuring out whether this lady, for example, is going to be a uh, bag lady or not. No one wants to be a bag lady, you know. And so you got to put that data in there and say, okay, what's the odds are? Can you retire? And uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, we can find You know, rarely do we find a solution where it's just totally hopeless mm. um, because people, you know, generally uh, you should have an idea that you're going to retire one day. And, you know, we're all going to get some Social Security, hopefully. And uh, we got to figure out when's the best time to take it. We can help do, with that. Uh, but it's also important about how you can put your position, your finances, you know, what kind of risks do I need to take? Sometimes, People don't need to be really, really risky. Sometimes it make, makes sense. It makes sense to be more risky at other times. Yeah. Um, you know, right now we have a great, uh, great opportunity. I think. You know, look at some of the stocks that were down big time last year. One of my favorite stocks was down over forty percent last year. It was Amazon. This year's up over twenty. Hmm. So you know, um, it's not going to go out of business. So there anyway, go. there's always excitement. There's always uh, neat things in the market. I've been doing this for thirty years, and. Uh, 
um, it's the most exciting job I've ever done in my life. 30 years of experience, and you can sit down with Wesley and his team. If you would like to give them a call, let me go ahead and give that number right now, 850-497-6167. If you would like to contact the team at Armada Advisors, huge thank you to Wesley Odom, who is the president of Armada Advisors. Also a family-run business as well. I've had the joy of sitting down with your son, who's very knowledgeable and can help you out as well. So headquartered in Pensacola, right here in Pensacola, Florida, Armada Advisors. That's 497-6167.